everyone. We're in the final stretch of season one of That's It For Me, with this episode and two more to go. And because of that, for this episode, I decided to have a look at all my ideas that didn't make it in the other episodes, mix them all together, add ketchup and mayo, and make a whole new episode out of it. That's why this is called the Leftovers episode, because it's made of leftovers. Now, initially I thought of inviting our own Super Pun Man to do this episode because the ideas are mostly about wordplay, but eventually I realized that they needed proper explanation, so it's better that I do it myself. Hey Zhao, what do you call that situation when you go to the loo and there are 20 guys peeing at the same time and one guy having sex? What? I don't know, what do you call it? One pounds and twenty p. Shut up, Super Pun Man. Alright, let's start our leftover countdown. And we're starting right away with number 7. And if you're wondering why we're starting at 7 and not at 10, it's because it's a leftovers episode. I do it with whatever is left. Just a heads up, these leftovers are still a lot of leftovers, so this episode might run a bit long. Number 7. I'm going to start with a controversial one, and probably not the most important. The word happy. Oh my god, scandal, scandal. Are you saying that happiness is not the most important thing? Well, I told you it would be controversial. Yeah, happiness is good and we should all pursue it and be glad when you have it. But don't you think sometimes people are too eager to be happy? No? Well, do you know that there are people that are happy for other people? Imagine that you graduate or get married and everybody comes to you and says, Oh, I'm so happy for you. Excuse me? I don't want you to be happy for me. I'm perfectly fine being happy for myself. If you want to be happy, go be happy for someone else. It's just like that other time when I had to tell that friend of mine who had a crush on me that I had a girlfriend now. Which, by the way, never happened. She looked at me and she said, Well, that makes me sad, but on the other hand, I'm really happy for you. Well, isn't that just perfect? Just because she's sad, it doesn't mean that she can steal all my happiness to herself. The nerve of these people. Number six. One of the things I like about British people is how incredibly polite they are. I already talked about some useless expressions that come straight from over-politeness, but one of my favorite ones is when you ask someone how are they doing and they answer, not too bad. Not too bad is just delicious. I mean, saying you're doing good or even okay is way too rude. What kind of a monster are you? No, you always want to be doing bad, but not too bad. Just an acceptable amount of bad. Because if you're doing good, you're just an arrogant prick. And if you're too bad or even not too good, that means that the other person has to ask you what's wrong. And you have to tell them your whole story. And let's face it, you don't really want to tell them your whole story, and they don't really want to hear it. Number 5 You're going to like the next one because it's really pretty. It's pretty. Like the word pretty. And there's nothing pretty about it. You all know all the meanings of the word pretty, but have you stopped to think that pretty can also mean not so? For example, you ask me if I locked the car after I parked, and I say, yeah, of course I locked the car. And you ask me, are you sure you locked the car? 
And then I say, well, I am pretty sure I locked the car. Pretty sure means I'm not so sure. That's why I end up going back to the parking lot and make sure I did lock the car. And if you're my boss and you come and ask me if that report I'm supposed to write is already done, I'll say, it's pretty much done. Pretty much done means it's not yet done at all. Sometimes it's not even started. And if you're a friend of mine and I ask you, so, what did you think of my podcast? And you say, yeah, your podcast, it's pretty good. Pretty good means, well, you get the picture. And with all that, I can't help wondering how would you react if you asked me, how do I look? And I said, well, you're pretty, pretty. Number four. So I've told you about bespeak before. Lately, one of my favorite bespeak words is the word drive. You normally think of drive as in driving a car. You put your feet on the pedals and your hands on the steering wheel and you're driving. There are rules to driving, of course. You need a license to drive, you can't drink and drive, etc. But in the corporate world, we don't drive cars. We drive change. We drive creativity. We drive innovation. Do I need a license to drive innovation? I really think it should be part of your driver's license. Here you go, sir. Your driver's license for categories A, B and I. You can now drive cars, motorcycles and innovation. The other day I was listening to a talk at work and the title of one of the slides was Driving Awareness. And for a moment I really thought this was about you being awake and aware while driving. Which makes perfect sense to me. It's about concentrating on the road, being aware of your surroundings, right? You can't doze off while driving or you'll have an accident. You have to be aware. Then I thought, well, that's weird. Why is this guy talking about this at work? Turns out it's not about being aware while you drive. It's about driving the awareness itself. How do you even drive awareness? Can you take lessons? Well, one thing's for sure, you definitely cannot drive awareness while drunk. I don't think drinking and awareness go well together. Don't drink and drive awareness because chances are it's going to drive you crazy. <laughs> See what I did there? Number three. The last three topics are about overrated expressions. The first one is breaking news. Don't you have that feeling that everything is breaking news nowadays? Especially now after Brexit and the US presidential elections, it's like we have breaking news every single day. I still remember the times where breaking news was for real emergencies, like terrorist attacks or natural disasters or the death of an important person. Nowadays, you have headlines like, and I'm not making this up, breaking news, Lego stops advertising in a daily mail. How is this breaking news? I mean, I'm a big fan of Lego and this is good information, but it's hardly a tragedy. Or is it? I imagine the people in the newsroom. Okay guys, stop everything. Lego just decided to stop advertising in the Daily Mail. What? Oh my god! That's right, I've got three sources saying the same thing. Should we go live? What do you think? Of course we have to go live. This is too important. We have to stop everything. What do you have on right now? Uh, it's the Euro Cup final, sir. No, we have to interrupt. Now everybody get ready. We're going live in five minutes. 
Number two. Another word that is frequently abused nowadays is destroys. I don't know exactly how this started, but people are now destroying other people all over the place. Sports athletes no longer beat their opponents, they destroy them. Politicians now destroy other politicians in public debates. I have to say, I've never seen political arguments causing so much destruction as in these days. Apparently, President Obama destroyed Donald Trump back in October by reading a tweet. Sorry, I'm not reading it right. President Obama absolutely destroyed Donald Trump back in October by reading a tweet. That's some powerful tweet, I can tell you. I'll never underestimate Twitter ever again. But wait a minute, not only Donald Trump is very much alive, but he's the soon-to-be president of the United States. Am I in an alternate universe here? Where's the universe where Trump was actually destroyed? Here's the thing, people. Nobody's destroying anyone. They're just making some sound bites. It doesn't really hurt, okay? So can you please stop making headlines about destroying people? The world has too much real destruction as it is. It doesn't need to have fake destruction on top of it. Because you know what they say. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will absolutely destroy me. <laughs> Number one. And the last and probably the least is stuff going viral. Aren't you sick and tired of seeing headlines saying that some video has gone viral? I can't help thinking that many times the reason why a video goes viral is that people actually click these stupid messages. Which means that obviously when the headline was made, the video wasn't viral yet. But the human being is really stupid, and I'm including myself in the mix. Whenever they see this thing of a video going viral, they can't help but going there and watching the same video to see what the fuss is all about. And chances are, it's probably some girl taking a selfie. If after watching the video you don't understand how come that thing could have possibly gone viral, well, first of all, it wasn't viral yet. And second of all, if it was viral, it was because of you and all the others like you. I'm just amazed at how people still fall for that nowadays. By the way, did you know that this episode of That's It For Me has totally gone viral? It already has 6 million hits in some random cloud.com. Aren't you just dying to know what made all these people listen to this seemingly normal episode? If you like this episode, please support us by liking our Facebook page at facebook.com slash that's it for me podcast. And if you want, drop a comment. Tell us what you thought of it. That's it for me is brought to you by me.
That's it for me. See you next week.